Okay, welcome back. Season 2, episode 6, I believe, of Duh the Podcast, and we will be going over week 5 of the NFL. We missed last week, just a bunch of things going on, so we are back in action. And if you are here to listen to any positive talk about the NFL, you're probably in the wrong spot. But we'll get into it if any of you guys have anything to say. Just yeah. before we get into the games. I did have an ad read, a couple ad reads actually, but um, in lieu of recent events, I don't think we should be supporting Ham- Hamas. So, <laughs> under wraps. <for laughs> yeah, we probably shouldn't be. Yeah, all that uh, all that money coming in from Palestine, we're going to have to put that <laughs> put that away for now. Yeah, it's going to um, have to be on the down low. And also, yeah, well, in fairness, if we recorded on, like, Monday or Tuesday, this would have been significantly worse than it's going to be now. Yeah, yes, that is true. Although, it'll, we'll Hamas? probably get back into it. Are we still talking about Hamas or no? No, I'm talking about the NFL. Oh, so basically the same thing. <laughs> After what I've watched the last two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Jesus. Also, Travis Kelsey, you're welcome for the Pfizer sponsorship since we turned down their $10 billion offer. God, dude, Aaron Rodgers needs to get a hobby. Dude, the Vax War thing, like, I can't believe vaccines are even still, like, a topic of conversation. Well, this is just Travis Kelsey, like, not saying anything, and then Aaron Rodgers being like, pussy, want to debate about it? He's like, dude, I could give a shit less, and Aaron Rodgers like, I'll fucking debate you right now. Yeah, he's like, bro, Pfizer just wrote me, like, a $15 million check. Like, I really don't care that much. But I respect Aaron Rodgers' conviction. Money has no effect on him anymore. It helps me. He's a loser. All right, should we get into week five? If we have to. Yes. All right, well, we'll start Thursday night. Uh, Bears, Commanders, Bears 40, Commanders 20. Any thoughts on this one? <laughs> Eric the enemy, offensive genius. <laughs> Some people are saying that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, DJ Moore was a freaking animal. Also, I just love that, like, the Bears have played – debatably the two worst pass defenses in the NFL, and now everyone's like, is Justin Fields a franchise quarterback? Yeah, everyone besides me. And me. Although I did did expect them to win or at least keep this one close. But, yeah, I mean, respect to him for just picking on the week and getting his name back into the good graces of some. But, yeah, it's just a facade. He does have a higher passer rating than Patrick Mahomes right now, I believe. Yeah, maybe in the last two weeks. No, like total, because of the last two weeks. Now his total is like 10 touchdowns, 4 picks. His passer rating is like almost 100. I mean, statistically, he's been like the best quarterback in the NFL the past two weeks. Yeah, unless you count plays that matter. I mean, I'm just, again... I don't believe in stats per se. So, you said rating or QBR? 
Rating. QBR is the dumbest fucking thing of all time. They're all pretty dumb stats. Um, no, Patrick Mahomes is above Justin Fields. How much? Can't be much. It's close. No, it's close. It's within a point. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, stats and fucking rankings are useless unless they're coming from us. That is something I've learned over the past three weeks in the NFL. It was a... He was above Mahomes going into this week since they played Thursday, or going into Sunday. Oh, okay, yeah. That that makes sense. It's close enough that that could be true. Yeah, because, oh, he's only beaten by .6. Yeah, said within a point. Yeah. Um, there's the Bears and Commanders. I was going to say, uh, just trying to say anything about this game, I expect <laughs> more from a Jack Del Rio defense. That's Bush. Especially with the players they have. I'm pretty sure Jonathan Allen got a sack. So, at least there's that. What do you... I'm just getting honestly... one fucking million notifications right now. I don't know if you guys can hear that. I can't, but I do think going forward, we should probably just never talk about the Thursday night game until, like, the Steelers... Or Ravens play on Thursday night. Yeah, fair enough. Or if it's a good game, which this yeah, week probably like, will be. I'm like never gonna watch on Amazon Prime. So. Oh yeah, I mean I I, I watch most of the Thursday night games. Like I have it, but it's it has. Like, it's tough. It's way too much of a process, and also. Uh, fucking Herb Street just needs to stick to college. Yeah, that's the that's the consensus. Yeah, he's a fucking moron. All right, so we'll get into the thick of the action with uh, Sunday London game: Jags Bills, Jags twenty five, Bills twenty. And at any point, any one of these quarterbacks could have tried to win the game. And it didn't happen until Josh Allen tried to win the game in the fourth quarter, but it was just too late. That's my recap of the game. It was just, it was just offensive. Well, let's start with the Jags. It was just successful offensive drives followed by Trevor Lawrence turnover or sack out of field goal range or two penalties to get out of field goal range. They were just, they just, Drove the ball down the field and then just did not score at least four drives. Yeah, I don't really have much on the game other than um, Josh Allen being the leading rusher going into the fourth quarter with 11 rushing yards. It's probably not a recipe for success for the Bills. Well, he, fi- he finished as their leading rusher with 14 yards. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Christ, that's even better. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, at one point someone else passed him with 13 yards, but I think he had a run near the end of the game. That was a few yards that got him back in the lead. But, yeah, so that's um, definitely not sustainable. You're not going to win too many games like that. Um, so there's that. and But also that throw Lawrence made to essentially what at least what I thought would have iced the game on that third and four, that uh, ball down the sideline to Calvin Ridley was probably one of the three best throws of the season so far. I'm not I mean, sure I know which one you're talking about, but... Yeah, I, I didn't even see guys that about, I texted you guys like that 
Oh, people. yeah, yeah. I was in the shower. Oh. Well, yeah, you missed out. Yeah, no, no. My whole entire Sunday football experience was just miserable from start to finish. Yeah, do you want to enlighten the millions of listeners on what happened no. to me? Football. Yeah, I just lost fifty-five to zero. It was an embarrassment. Josh had one target, and it came from a kid who's not even starting quarterback. Yeah, and it was a catch for those keeping track at home. Goddamn right. <laughs> um, as far as my thoughts on the Jags Bills game, I mean, I'm. Not sold on either of these teams. I think we just got to accept the Bills for what they are. I even looked at their schedule. Um, they have like four or five more games this year where they should just win by 20-plus points easily. And then they have another like four or so games that are against pretty good teams where it's like we'll see how they look. So, I mean – when they look good, they look like the best team in the NFL when Josh Allen's not turning it over and they can run the ball. But I think, you know, this is still a team that's going to be fighting to the end of the season with Miami for their division. I know they won the first matchup, but even still, that was, I believe, what, a 24-17 game. So No, no. No, the Bills scored like almost 40. The Bills scored forty as forty-eight to twenty. Oh, I'm the Bills of the uh, Dolphins Patriots game. Sorry, yeah. So true. That's my bad. But again, that's a that's a game where it's like the Bills are the best team in the NFL. They just rolled the Dolphins, and then they lose to the Jaguars, who like I feel like in everybody's eyes are underperforming this year. Like they don't look that good. Outside of this one throw that I haven't seen. The good news for both of these teams is that they are still close to the top of the AFC because the AFC just can't figure it out. Figure it out. So neither of these teams really need to worry about anything until later in the season. If ever. Yeah, if ever. Like this may just be the AFC championship matchup. I would not watch. I would just not be surprised if it was through five weeks. No, it's probably going to be the Steelers. We'll get there. Um, Next game, Titans-Colts. Titans 16, Colts 23. And for the next two months, boys, we are on Gardner Minshew watch. Because Anthony Richardson is going to be out for like eight weeks. Yeah, that poor fucking guy. Yeah. Severe mm-hmm. AC joint sprain. More importantly, though, like, are the Colts a playoff team with Gardner Minshew? I feel I mean, like they might be a playoff team either way. Yeah, I know, but like, depending on what happens with the Jag matchups. Yeah, and just I know, obviously, Richardson is a much more dynamic playmaker but in terms of just like making the right plays and staying on the field like Minshew is what I well technically he came in late in the first game and I think they lost but beat the Ravens and now technically 
brought yeah. him. Although I think, yeah, they already had the lead when he came in, mm-hmm. in this one. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, they just signed Jonathan Taylor long-term, and then Zach Moss has 165 yards and two touchdowns. Like, they seem like they're going to be okay on offense. The Titans are just, who fucking knows, week to week. I was just about to say, like, I honestly don't know which Titans team is going to be on a week-to-week basis. Yeah, no, it's it's a toss-up. Oh, that wasn't smart. God damn it. Uh, anything else on this game between those two teams? Those two teams are both just like, we'll wait and see what happens, I feel like. Regardless, I don't think they're a threat to do anything significant. I think they are both in the category, though, where these are two teams who are both extremely better than expected preseason. Yeah, I don't know about the Titans because they're so hit or miss, but I will say the Colts are headed in the right direction and the Titans are headed in the wrong direction. Like, the Colts have a future with a lot of their pieces. The Titans, they're just trying to figure it out week to week. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I just Vrabel alone is worth like seven wins. Yeah, it feels like he'll just win the ones he's not supposed to, and then just get blown out in the ones, the quote unquote easy ones. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else from this game? Uh, no. Uh, it's Will Levis time. Moving right along to Stu Finer's mortal lock of the week, Patriots minus one, uh, Patriots Saints, Saints 34, Patriots zero. He's going to want to have that one back. <laughs> his, also, his mortal lock a couple weeks ago was Broncos over the Dolphins, and we all know how that one went. I mean, if Derek can look good on the road in New England, you know it's uh things are changing. But this is an abomination. I didn't really get to watch much of this game. Did he even look good? Who, Derek Carr? Yeah. No. Yeah, I feel like this was just the Patriots could not hold on to the ball. Yeah, Matt Jones has only accounted for one more offensive touchdown than defensive touchdown this season, so that's probably not great. The good news is he's still the starter coming up this week. They're not making any changes as of yet. you got to ride with your guy. Actually, Derek, I stand corrected. Derek Carr did play pretty well. Oh, yeah, yeah. He just moved. didn't have to. He just didn't have to do much. So I guess he just did what he had to do. Yeah, but just yeah, him being him, the fact that he didn't turn the ball over at all on the road and still had two touchdowns of his own, it was like okay, that's better than I expected yeah. after last week. That's fair. But I'm curious what happens. Like, do you think? Do I think the Patriots have a real chance at being like? In the Caleb Williams sweepstakes at this point. Like, they're that bad. Yeah, I mean, it's looking like it. And, and where they were good on defense, they lost Judon for an extended period of time, and they lost their rookie, rookie corner who was playing out of his mind for an extended period of time. So, like, 
they're not even going to be that tough on defense. They're just going to struggle for a while here unless Billy O'Brien can figure it out. Well, they did get J.C. Jackson back from the Chargers, so if he returns to like how he was when he played for the Patriots originally, that'll definitely fill the void of Gonzalez. Yeah, that's true. But still, Judon, that's some production up front that they're missing out on. Some on this podcast, a.k.a. me, would say he's better than Miles Garrett. Yeah, I'd say they're probably on the same tier in my eyes. All right, so the next 1 o'clock game, Texans-Falcons. Texans 19, Falcons 21. I can honestly say I saw absolutely nothing from this game. Yeah, same. I saw that I think uh, Bijan scored the go-ahead touchdown or something maybe, but now I'm looking at the box score. It looks like some more stuff happened after that anyway. I was going to say there's no way you didn't see Bijan's touchdown. It just seems at this point he just has one sexual play per week, which I respect. Yeah, he's looking like a freak of nature. Honestly, the two best rookies playing in this game, C.J. Stroud still hasn't thrown an interception. Another 35 attempts, no picks, one touchdown. Yeah, that's crazy. All the randoms on Twitter that dug up a tweet of mine from November. Saying? My tweet was, Every year, Ohio State is so criminally overrated, and C.J. Stroud is going to be a terrible NFL quarterback. <laughs> All these, like, frank-ass Ohio State people are like, this aged poorly. You're a fucking idiot. And, well. Yeah, I will say it's it's a little bit early to jump down people's throat who had an opinion about him. Yeah, and I just hit him back with, like, all the guys who won Rookie of the Year in the last 20 years that ended up being nothing burgers, so. Well, RG3 better not have been on that list. Oh, he was the first person. He was a freak. He yeah, still he, is. Yeah, he's Did you fucking, hear him? He said, he said he's a top 32 quarterback right now. Well, he's always been delusional. Desmond Ritter threw for over 300 yards. That's not something you see every week. Kyle Pitts had seven catches getting involved. I had no idea. Yeah, me either. I was just looking at the box score. I know some, I saw some stat that like he hasn't lost at home since he was like in fucking middle school or some shit. What a stupid fucking stat. Yeah. I know I hate stats like that. Like fucking like when Trevor Lawrence is coming out, it's like he's literally never lost a football game in his entire life. Yeah. And then it was he's never lost on a Saturday. <laughs> yeah. All right. And one of my favorite games of the week, uh Panthers Lions, Panthers 24, Lions 42. Lions taking care of business against the bad teams at home. That's what you want to see out of uh, out of a team fighting for the division. I don't even remember what team. I mean, what game you just said? Sorry. Panthers Lions. Oh, I mean, come on. Playing a laser art show by Jared Goff. It's a weekly. <laughs> God damn it! Say what you gotta say, Sherm. 
I was just going to literally say it's a weekly occurrence as well. That's why I stopped. Yeah. Also, my dog is being a fucking psychopath. Right now. Yeah, we, we can hear. <laughs> like, un, un, absolutely deranged for no reason. Just all of a sudden is bothering me and pick the loudest toy imaginable that he <laughs> never uses to just <laughs> attack me with right now. <laughs> He's feeling himself. Yeah, so if I'm coming in and out, just know I'm literally fighting for my fucking life. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if either of you um, have anything particular in this game. I mean, it was pretty much the same thing from start to finish, from what I could tell. Like, I'm pretty sure the Lions went up, like, 28-7 to and just never really looked back. They, yeah. Uh... Should have won their division already if they didn't blow it against the suck ass Seahawks. Yeah, no good. Well, their think... division's also struggling all around, so them winning these games goes a long way. I think it's pretty safe to say that the Jaguars would like to redo that first pick, taking Walker over Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah, yeah. Not- Right. That his his interception was insane. He just snagged that thing one handed. Yeah, he ran it perfectly. No gloves. Duh. Yeah. I mean, what do you expect from Michigan man? <laughs> what do you expect from anyone who can catch? Period. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. Um. Uh, the next game, we'll keep it rolling. Giants, Dolphins, Giants sixteen, Dolphins thirty one. I guess the biggest thing from this game is, um, what is his name? Devin A-Chain is a freak of nature, but going on IR, I believe. So he'll be out for a little bit, but I mean, 11 carries, 151 yards. He has done nothing but impress since he had a chance. He, um, the Dolphins are four and one now, correct? The Dolphins are four and one, yeah. And you had them at four and 13? Still possible. Mathematically still alive in that prediction. Some people are saying they're dropping like flies in my <laughs> A-chain is just the first domino to fall. Did you or did you not just predict a biblical plague? Or <laughs> Florida sinking tsunami that's just going to eliminate the dolphins from existence? I'm not worried. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're looking a little bit better than I might have expected. Who are who do they play this week? <sighs> Probably going to be a tough one. They play the Panthers. Panthers, yeah, they <laughs> might be mathematically eliminated after this week. Adam. <laughs> yeah, I, I this this is honestly probably one I had them winning, so I must have missed one of the games in the first five. Yeah, or all of them. Yeah, so you, know, you definitely had them beating the Broncos. I definitely, I definitely had them beating the Broncos, but I probably had them losing to the Giants, who did not score an offensive touchdown in this game. I think their only touchdown was a hundred-yard pick-six. So their defense is probably very pleased with the way their offense is playing. Yeah, I feel. Um... That fat fuck, their right tackle, Evan Neal, that called their fans like burger flippers. He's been so bad at football. 
it's honestly pretty pathetic. Yeah, he's a fucking loser. Yeah, fuck that guy. He's fat. Also, he like, the why are you? Why are you a person bad at their job, coming at other people who are probably, relatively speaking, good at their job just because it's a different job? Like, yeah, sorry, I'm not, I'm good at my job. You're not. That's the end of the. That's the end of the conversation. Again, there's there's some clips that came out on him. He just looks like he's never played football before. His head is spinning in circles before he even makes contact with another human being. Yeah, he's fat as shit. That was uh, basically my entire Sunday in a nutshell. I was just like, why am I paying money to watch all of you just be terrible at your jobs? Yeah, so we'll just lead right into it. The fucking game of the week, offensive shootout. Ravens Steelers Ravens 10 Steelers 17 If you told me without watching this game the final score I'd have been like uh that's kind of expected like low scoring defensive battle Lamar historically doesn't play well against the Steelers but somehow if you watched it it is just a wormhole of sadness and chaos and hopelessness in the void. Oh, yeah. I mean, (laughs) some are calling this the worst offensive performance ever seen in an NFL game in the same week (laughs) that the New England Patriots scored zero points. Some are calling this the last episode of this podcast because (laughs) of this game. (laughs) No, between me losing 55 to 0 Sunday morning and then rushing, showering, and getting down to where I watched this game to turn it on and watch what I watched, I just almost quit football, cold turkey. <laughs> yeah, there's just, from the Ravens side, there was just legitimately nothing positive to say about their offensive performance. Like, not one person can be like, oh, well, they played kind of well. Their offense is just a danger to themselves. Like, the Ravens' offense is just the equivalent of a toddler running with a pair of scissors. We're talking about a team that that got the ball on the four-yard line and ended up with zero points. (laughs) (laughs) But honestly, impressive. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. I think getting zero points there is more impressive than getting three. You have to legitimately do nothing, and you get three points there. (laughs) <laughs> also, if I was capable of, like, making quality, like, Photoshop memes at this point, I would just do one of just different shit, ridiculous shit that the Ravens receivers catch in practice every week. That's just not <laughs> an actual football. At, okay, another thing about that, after seven drops, if you're doing some weird shit at practice with a rugby ball, just don't say it out loud. Just yeah. pretend it didn't happen because people are just going to ridicule you for that. Speaking of memes, I'm sending you one one that I made today. <laughs> Let's go. 
Yeah, like instead of trying to catch like live salmon at practice, yeah. why don't you just like practice with a football? Yeah, <laughs> you know what'll make you better at catching a football? Catching a football <laughs> instead of like a medieval flail or just like <laughs> a hand grenade. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, seven drops, three turnovers. Not much else you can really say. Um, we got all our all our injury concerns came back this week, so everyone who was blaming injuries, that's out the window. <laughs> One more note I would like to say is that last week when we beat the Browns twenty eight to three, and everyone was like, "Oh, the Ravens against this good defense did well; like their offense is clicking." Colin, what did I say? I said our offense looks pathetic. (laughs) You can see the right – when in the second half of games, your coaching staff is like, if we try to move the ball, that's better for the other team than it is for us. They're telling you we suck at offense. (laughs) And no one else listened but me. (laughs) And then come this week, and it's just like, yeah, no, our offense is pathetic. Yeah, it was annoying me during the game when they were like, God, the Steelers' defense is just keeping them in this. Which, at the end, they did seal the game, and I'm not saying the Steelers' defense is bad, but it was just like, again, people who were getting some form of salary to either play or talk about football, you were on the hot seat. Right now, what people aren't talking about is: Did you guys see that Lamar Jackson solo tackle of T.J. Watt? It was not a solo tackle. It, yeah, it was. <clears throat> no, it wasn't. The, some guy from behind hit him. No, that was after he was already down. No, I saw the clip. That was a solo tackle. That was two swats at the ball and then a <laughs> fucking tackle. No, almost forced the fumble too. No. <laughs> God, T.J. Watt, he's okay at football. Um, Jay, would you have anything to say about the Steelers' performance? I have something to say about the entire game. A lot to say, as a matter of fact. Um, I'll start off with this. The better team won. Um, I think it was pretty evident. I'm from, not even sure if you believe that, to be honest. I think it was pretty evident from the opening kickoff. <laughs> Uh, I don't think you can even call one of these teams. You can't even use better in the same sentence. Um, one thing that I will say is uh, has been a concern since 2021. Um, probably is a coincidence. I don't know. Um, not exactly sure if Matt Canada slash Kenny Pickett is aware that touchdowns are worth more than field goals. Um, and then you get zero points for going three and out. Not sure if they understand that, but um, it's yeah, I will say based on Matt Canada's face during the game-winning touchdown play, <laughs> I would say that that's a fair argument that he might not know touchdowns are a good thing. Well, not only that, did you see that it ended up? It was actually an audible that Kenny called. The yeah, line. yeah, that's probably why he was pissed. Um. So yeah, not great. Um, I'm kind of out on Kenny Pickett nowadays. Um, I'm so tired of people using the argument of, 
Like, oh, look what he's doing in the clutch time. Look what he's doing with these fourth quarter comebacks. It's like, okay, first of all, we're talking about the fucking sorry-ass Raiders last year, the sorry-ass Ravens overrated-ass defense, and, oh, the Ravens again. Like, how about this? How about you don't suck for three and a half quarters and maybe score over 20 points every now and again? Yeah, you are a firm believer that fourth fourth quarter is significantly less important than first quarter. I am, and I'm also a defensive player wins guy, so that'll transition me into T.J. Watt is far and away the best player in football. Miles Garrett fucking sucks. Uh, Micah Parsons is criminally overrated. If I see one more person comparing to Lawrence Taylor, I'm going to shoot myself in the foot. Um. The second best player in football is Alex Highsmith. Uh, Ronnie Stanley fucking sucks dick. Uh, Marlon Humphrey sucks more dick. Um, Pickens owns Marlon Humphrey, which, I mean, isn't really saying much, but um, Humphrey fucking sucks ass. Um, Kyle Hamilton was, was even on the field. Yeah, no, he missed uh he missed the tackle on fucking Jalen Warren at one point. That was oh. just a hideous miss. Thank you for bringing that up because he's Najee your best Harris, player. Najee Harris is the slowest human being on earth. Like I'm more than confident that Vince Wilfork at his fattest <laughs> could give him a run for his money in a 40-yard dash. Like it is fucking pathetic the difference in watching Najee Harris and Jalen Warren is night and day, and I don't understand. Like, I get it. One was a first-round pick. Jalen Warren wasn't drafted. But, like, at some point, like, you got to just play the better player. you got to play the more dynamic player. So, it's – I mean, you saw at the end of the game, Jalen Warren played the majority of those snaps, which I was really appreciative yeah, of. Yeah, he was averaging, like, 10 yards at a touch, it felt like. Yeah, he got three straight first downs, and I was like, they better not fucking take him out of this game, and sure enough, they didn't. So that was uh, that was positive. Um, about the only positive thing to say about the Steelers' offense is usually Jalen Warren or Pickens, who comparatively can only run one route, which is run straight and turn around and catch it on a back shoulder. Yeah, we did see him get separation for the first time maybe in his career. Yeah, and who was it against? Marlon Humphrey. Yeah, so um, does, is that even impressive? I could get separation on Marlon Humphrey. That's also true. And still not get a target? Um, Joey Porter Jr. had a pick in the end zone. Um, Lamar somehow was probably the worst throw I've ever seen him make. Maybe. It's, it's up there. Oh, I don't know about that. I mean, he, he makes about 10 throws every week that I'm just like, Jesus Christ, like this guy's getting paid $40 million. Um, but, Try 50. You know, even worse. Um, he fucking sucks. Uh, John Harbaugh's a fag. Probably can't say that, whatever. Um, <laughs> he is. I mean, I, whatever, you know. I mean, we opened with fucking Hamas, so... <laughs> That's also true. <laughs> I actually, I, I told my dad yesterday I had to reread the Quran because I got to figure out what's up with these guys. Speaking of, do we have an audio clip of him from this game at all? I do have a minute long video of him during that game. It was, uh, it was one of the, 
three and outs in the third down play call. He had a full mental breakdown. <laughs> I think it's in the group chat, Josh, if you want to queue it up for the thing. Did he send it? Did you send it? Yeah. It's a minute and a half long. That's fine. Here we go. Please. I'll, before you play it, I'll just say again, let's just be nice. Both these teams are still clearly trying to figure out the rules of how to play football. You mentioned the Steelers do not understand that seven is more than three, but the Ravens also clearly don't understand that three is more than zero as well. So hopefully these teams figure it out. We'll see what happens. Soundbite incoming. Thank God. One fucking route, Austin ran it out at the very end of his route, but everybody else ran straight down the field for 10 yards and did nothing. How's that fucking play? How's that fucking play in fucking peewee fucking football? There's no fucking way. There's no fucking way. There's no way. Somebody fucking got call up. Fucking the Steelers right now and say, was that the actual design of that play? Or did the receivers just not feel like running routes on that play? That important third down play. <laughs> There's no fucking way. There's no fucking way that's a play. Three fucking primary receivers ran straight down the field, the same fucking amount of yardage, and ran right into the fucking Ravens fucking jersey. Because they were fucking... What a clip. <laughs> that was the first time I heard that. I must have missed it when you sent it. And uh, definitely it's close to home because, Jay, that is your favorite route in your route tree as well. <laughs> Just go find somebody on the defense and just post up on them. <laughs> Seek out contact from a defender. <laughs> this meme I just found on Instagram. It's a it's like a fake GoFundMe. <laughs> it says send Mark Wahlberg back in time to see if he can stop nine eleven. <laughs> So moving, in, <laughs> moving in to the four o'clock window, we got Bengals and Cardinals. Bengals thirty-four, Cardinals twenty. Uh, Jamar Chase is always open. Can confirm. Yeah, I'm not as upset about taking him over Christian McCaffrey anymore. <laughs> that one game did it because I'm pretty sure Christian McCaffrey still had a great game. Um, he actually had not so great game against Dallas. He only averaged like two and a half yards a carry. But um, this is back to back weeks now that Jamar Chase has had a big week. So very happy. I'm sorry, no, three weeks in a row, he's had at least fourteen or more points. Um, so very happy. Now Burrow was running around a lot 
which makes me feel like he's probably healthy or healthy. Yeah, he looked like he was feeling better. So that's huge. Um, and Coward honestly brought up a good point today that I'm going to steal, is that the Bengals have gotten off to a slow start each of the last two seasons when Burrow's not fully healthy. And then once you know he gets fully healthy, they hit their stride and – you know, I'm not going to say because they kicked the shit out of the Cardinals that they're for sure back and they're the number one team to challenge the Chiefs in the AFC. But I will say that was a uh, a big step in the right direction. Yeah, I was considering after the Ravens-Steelers game, before this game even started, putting a wager on the Bengals to win the AFC North because no one else seemingly wants to. I could not agree more. I could not be more convinced. Even though everybody was kind of already saying that before the season, like, oh, you know, like they can, they'll do the whole slow start thing again. I personally wasn't buying it, where I was like, they're not going to be able to dig themselves out of a hole this year. But again, this Raven Steelers game alone should have everyone convinced that the Bengals will win this division. Yeah, and their slow start was quote unquote expected. Like, a little bit like week one and week two, they always struggle with some divisional games, but they also got blown out by the Titans in, like, week four. Like, that's a quarter of the way into the season, and they were losing that game bad. I'm sure that's not what people were expecting. I'm sure people didn't watch that game, no matter what they're saying now. They weren't watching that game being like, oh, yeah, this is what we expected from the Bengals. Like, that's bullshit. Yeah, no, I I don't think anyone expected it to last this long but it's not them getting off to a bad start the first few weeks is not something that's new no yeah and the cardinals are just still the cardinals they're they're fighting hard but we'll see what happens with them <laughs> yeah enough frisky i i am i am very much surprised at how hard the Cardinals are playing for Jonathan Gannon. Yeah, and, you know, Dobbs is balling for the most part. Yeah, he doesn't have hair. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hollywood will be a, have a better year than any Ravens receiver when it's all said and done. Shocker. Now that he's gone. Ew. This looks, He's so good. This looks so sketch. All right. Eagles, Rams, Eagles, 23, Rams, 14. And this did not feel like a two score game while watching it. Like it felt the entire time, like the Rams should have had a chance to win it. And they ended up losing by two scores. I don't know how you guys felt. Um, it's beyond impressive what McVeigh is doing um, with what feels like a really, really bad roster with a couple of, like, old stars. Like, they have Stafford still. Obviously, Cooper Cup just came back. And they have Aaron Donald. But, like, outside of that, they are just a bunch of random-ass dudes. And, um... So I think, given that, the uh, the Rams are playing really well, but they're never going to beat, you know, a team like Philly. 
Uh, just I haven't seen it yet from Philly, if I'm being completely honest. Yeah, I'm of the mindset where I haven't been impressed either. Uh, like, but at the same time, I'm also thinking to myself, like, they do have a lot of talented players, and the fact that you're still winning games even when you're not playing your best is definitely worth something. So, let, let me. Yeah, I mean, I thought. guess it's worth something. Sort of, but I mean, I don't know how much it was worth when it was the Vikings last year. Let me yeah. ask you, are you more impressed by the Chiefs than you are the Eagles this season? No, I'm no. I'm, I'm probably on the same level, like equally as like, eh. Yeah, okay. I would say I'm on the same level. Like, yeah, I would consider them like you get credit for winning and finding ways to win, but you're not playing like great football. It's just like this game this game I think this game and the Bucks were like their two biggest wins like from a points uh perspective and both of those games looked like if the opposing team had like you know a pulse they would have they could have won. Like I know you, you watch some of that um, Monday night game, Eagles Bucks. It was like if Mike Evans catches that touchdown in the first quarter, like that's probably a game. They went to overtime with the Commanders. I know that's in the division, so it changes things a little bit. But it's just I just I just can't I just can't see it yet. But they're 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 five and zero, oh, and I haven't seen it yet. So. Um. That's good for them, but they do have a tough schedule coming up. I don't know if it's the next few weeks, but I know they play a lot of good teams this season. So we'll really get to see what they're made of, I think. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I I think the 49ers are much more – impressive undefeated team and I think if those two teams played today like I would definitely bet on the Niners yeah I'm not even considering the Niners I'm more like Dallas and the Eagles they they seem like they're on the same level no way to me no way we'll get to see have they have they played each other yet no no we'll get to see Dallas is Dallas got fucking dick stomped up and down the field by Arizona, they are not on the same level as Philly. Philly may not have. I you think know, they might be. Like they were last year, but dude, Prescott is not. He's terrible. He's terrible. Ceedee Lamb is at a really good number two receiver. He should, he's not your number one. And outside, <laughs> of that, oh, you took it. you took that from somebody else. Said that too on. Yeah, yeah, Richard that's Sherman. bullshit. Yeah, he's an idiot. <laughs> If he, had a, if he had a quarterback, he'd be a true number one. That's that absurd. borderline proves my point as far as them not being on the same level. Yeah, Dak sucks. I've been saying that. That doesn't mean I think they're significantly better than the Eagles. They're I mean, not even close. significantly worse than the Eagles. They're not even close. Well, their defense can twice. Their defense can stomp on bad teams. But they've as soon as they face somebody that's you know has equal talent or better, 
they completely disappear. And the 49ers exposed that yesterday or two days ago, whatever Christ, what's today, Wednesday? Jesus. Whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I Dallas, would, Dallas is overrated as shit. I yeah, would no, I agree. I agree, and I think the Eagles are as well. Yeah. I think they're both <clears throat> overrated, but the Eagles are still a better team. Like, I would bet on them to win when the time comes for them to play. Yeah, depending on what the spread is. Yeah. That's game really? Jets Broncos. Jets thirty one, Broncos twenty one. Um Nathaniel Hackett game. Um Yeah, Sean Payton probably feels like a fucking moron. Honestly, yeah. I feel like moron. Which is the best part. Um I don't know. Will the will they draft Caleb Williams? They don't need a quarterback. Let me do a. Uh, They'll have the first pick. Let's do. They might, well, they might. Let's do a quick blind resume that I found just for you guys. Bum, 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 bum. I think I already sent it in the group chat, but someone did this for me. Head-to-head comparison so far through five games: Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson. All right, so I guess it's not gonna be blind. Um. Yards virtually the same, only 70 difference. Um, yards per attempt in favor of Russell. More touchdowns, less picks. Passer ratings higher by 10. But one team is 1-4, and four, the other is 4-1. Um, but all you hear is Russell Wilson is the problem. I don't get it whatsoever. The I, defense, actually, people have people been saying that this year. I haven't heard it that much, but I don't watch – a lot of the ESPN or Fox Sports shows. Um, yeah, he's but I, I haven't really like he's been playing well. His numbers are good. I haven't heard anyone be like Russell Wilson is the problem this year. Literally, a headline I saw today was Russ isn't cooking. And it's just like what fucking more does he have to do? Yeah, I mean that's tricky because. The headlines they put out are just fucking ridiculous most times. But the defense is historically bad. And, I mean, they're going to only get worse. So, I mean, they just need someone to scapegoat. They gave him all that money. He's an extremely dislikable guy. That um, is true. So, it's you know, it's, he's just an easy target. So as long as they're not winning games, it's still somehow going to fall on his head because he is the quarterback, and people are way too hell-bent on quarterbacks and wins being, you know. Who did they beat? Um, The Broncos? Chicago. Yeah, Chicago. Chicago. Oh. Yeah, 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 down. yeah. Yeah, last week. After they very down 28-7. to seven. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember that game. They could be going. They could be zero and five going into Arrowhead this week. Yeah, like if it wasn't for a comeback. Yes, yeah, Russell Wilson statistically hasn't been terrible, but like again, you know, I'm not saying oh it's all about the quarterback wins, but like they did have the ball with a chance to go down and win this game, and he got strip sacked. So it's like it is on him to a degree, like. 
yes, he play, he's been playing well and has been playing mostly clean, but, like, this is an opportunity where he had a chance to go win the game, and the Jets didn't score a ton or a ridiculous amount of points. The only reason they got the 30-plus was because of the defensive touchdown off of that play. So, yeah, their defense has done a complete 180, but, like, he... Putting a quarterback's accountable for strip sacks now. Got it. Yeah, I mean, I kind of do. That's you can. Tough. I mean, there's plenty of sacks that happen where you hold on to the ball. I think any fumble is responsible for the ball. The ball carrier. That's kind of absurd to say it's not. You can get tackled and hold on to the football. When you're getting, some hit, would um, say that's the ideal. Yeah, way you can. I mean, tackled. it's one of the, one of the best things that people say about quarterbacks is pocket presence and being able to feel the pressure. If you're oblivious and get hit from it, that's a little bit on you, I think. So it's on Daniel Jones when Evan Neal blocks his own player and there's a free rusher instantly. So that's on Daniel Jones. Got it. The sack is not. The sack is not. The fumble is to a degree. That's what I was going to say. Him not making – like him taking a sack or not being able to make a positive play when he has no time. No, that's not on him whatsoever. But just holding on to the ball to just, again – cost yourself the entire drive and possession, yeah, I feel like that should be on you. And I'm not saying it's as bad as other fumbles, like when you see the guy going and gets punched out or whatever, but to to some degree, you can't can't not hold on to the football and take zero responsibility for the fumble. Should we go to the next game? Sure. Chiefs-Vikings. Chiefs 27, Vikings 20. Jay, do you have a rant about the refs prepared? Uh, No, I didn't watch a single down of this game. Oh, okay. I couldn't care. I have zero desire to watch any Chiefs game. Yeah, it hasn't been. I feel like you hate watch the Chiefs a lot. Uh, when I'm forced to, you sure. I feel like 90% of your Twitter is just anti-Patrick Mahomes stuff. Yeah, but I can do that on a fucking – I can do that right now on a Wednesday. Fair. Um, I really don't have much to say. I think this, like, Chiefs D, that's all I'll say. Like, if we're not even going to talk about the end-of-game ref situation, then that's cool. That's all save my breath. But yeah, Chiefs D is awesome, and this. Well, game, you know what? I'll, if Jay's not going to bring it up, I'll bring it up. How do they not call a penalty but, on the guy for taking off his helmet? How did they? That's an instant penalty in every other situation. Yeah, that was a horrible call, but um, and I'm not agreeing with them that they like optically it looked horrible as well. Like, especially because they're the one ref is like, dude, put your helmet back on. And he like, let him put it back on and didn't throw the flag. So not only that, they picked up a cleared pass interference, like on the same play. Guy should have been penalized twice and instead was penalized zero times. Did you see the play? Yeah, it was pass interference. You think that was pass interference? It was 100% pass interference. The guy didn't turn his head, ran right into the receiver to for an underthrown ball, that's what gets called every single time as passing. It was completely uncatchable. People were saying the ball was tipped. 
it doesn't yeah, matter. Okay. It doesn't matter when you're coming back to the ball and run into a defender that gets called every time. Doesn't matter where the ball lands. That like hasn't been a thing for a long time. And hey. everyone was saying it was tipped and the ball was not tipped at all. Yeah, I just thought it was uncatchable and it just wasn't even pass interference. But as far as the helmet penalty, that 100% should have been called. The only thing that I will say about it is it wouldn't have nearly as much of an impact because it's a dead ball after the play was over foul. So if they picked up the pass interference flag, that would have just, it was still been Chiefs ball and they just would have gotten backed up when all they had to do was, like, kneel it out anyway. So that's the only thing I'll say about the helmet thing. Yes, it should have been called 100%, but it wouldn't have changed the result of the play. It would have been enforced after they took possession. And they even said that right on the broadcast, but, yeah. I mean, the Chiefs have been getting favor from the officials for years now. This is not... New, so I honestly completely forgot about what you guys were even referring to because, like I said, I didn't watch the game, um, but I did see that you know blow up on Twitter. It's like, what other team do you see the officials tell the player like, hey, like you're gonna get a penalty, like put your shit back on, like that's super fucked. Yeah, that that call should have been made. I'll put it this way. It wasn't – I've seen more uncatchable balls get called. I just rewatched the clip, and that ball landed in the field of play, in, and the defender was in between the receiver and the ball. So you could you could convince yourself that if he wasn't there, he could have gotten to the ball. Josh, can you send it to me? Because I haven't seen the play itself. All I've seen is the clip of the guy with his helmet off. Yeah, I'll send it to you. I yeah. have. Do you currently have Twitter or no? I do currently. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's hit or miss. Yeah, we got to keep a daily pulse on that. Um, I I'm not. I'm sent sure it to you via Twitter. There have been worse calls made for sure, like even softer calls that should not have been pass interference. Um. And it's it just the whole thing comes down to is, again, the optics of it. Like the fact that they called it, the <laughs> dude took off his helmet, complained about it, and they were just like, sorry, and picked it up. Like as you're watching it in real time is definitely a horrible look, especially, again, if you have money on the Vikings or a Vikings fan, whatever. You're like, this is complete bullshit. But I'm just saying, obviously, I'm a Chiefs fan, but I just feel like that's is a soft call that shouldn't be made, and the ball was uncatchable. Uh, definitely wasn't uncatchable. Uh, Josh, the fucking clip you sent me is one I retweeted. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, it definitely should have been called, but not surprised. Unless it was tipped. If it is tipped, then it doesn't matter. He got hit as he threw it, and I think that's why they said it was tipped, even though it wasn't. Like, well, he got hit just, as the ball was coming from his It doesn't tip the ball, then that doesn't count as a tip as yeah. far as I'm... Yeah, that's bad. That should have been called. I mean, if you want to get into the argument about calls affecting 
the outcomes of games near the end of games that are hit or miss could be called, could not be called. I mean, as a Chiefs fan, I don't know if you want to get into that argument. Right? I mean, the the penalty at the end of the Super Bowl was less than that. I mean, put it this way. Tyreek Hill came out and said the Chiefs are favored by the refs. I'll take his word over... Anybody. Yeah, Tyreek Hill just says like he I was just say, he Tyree just talks because he has lips. Yeah, Tyreek Hill is literally the most unreliable source who will run his mouth about anything. That doesn't mean he's necessarily wrong about this, but I'm just saying he is not a credible source. Also, just side note, Jay, did you see the Russell Wilson strip sack fumble thing to lose the game? Have you seen that play either? Yes, I've seen that play, and I saw the guy was untouched. Don't get me wrong; he was careless when he was running with the ball. But I was going to say, I'm I'm seeing this again for the first time in a couple of days, and you can't tell me that's not on him for fumbling. Again, I agree with you a hundred percent. There's there's a one percent chance he doesn't get sacked on that play, but you got to not fumble. Yeah, no, I agree. Once you're already running for your life because the guy's unblocked, you just got to tuck it and just live to see another down. Yeah. All right, a game we already loosely touched on, Cowboys, 49ers, 42-10. to 10. Some are saying the best team in the NFC is still the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Who's saying that? Josh Tight. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not what I said. <laughs> I said they could potentially be number two. You should feel gr- You should feel. Well, maybe great. number three. The Lions. It, it would be 49ers, the Lions, and then a toss up between the Eagles and Cowboys. That's just ridiculous. We'll see. I've been more impressed with the Lions than I have been the Eagles. And they have a loss. Where do you rank? A team that I think sucks. Where do you rank the Dolphins right now in the AFC? I mean, one or since two. They're finish, since they're going to finish four and thirteen, one or two right now until they fall. Do you have that? What? I just don't understand the logic of what. How you can say a five and zero Eagles team? Yeah, essentially the same as a three and two Dallas team that got stomped by the Niners, embarrassed start mm-hmm. to finish. And got completely outplayed start to finish by a team that's going to have a top four pick this year. I just don't get it. Yeah, I'm just saying they could be close. I mean, we'll get to see them play twice, so I'll either be right or wrong. Like, well, it's not like they won't play all year and we'll have to play this what if game all the way through. <laughs> they will, in fact, play at some point. Twice. Calendars. I did just see the most disgusting, ridiculous thing ever, um, which is fucking Hamlin is the betting favorite, like overwhelming betting favorite to win comeback player of the year. Yeah, it's before like, preseason, he was like, it was like minus 150. Basically yeah. a short thing for something like that. Yeah, well, it's even like more now. I think it's like minus 220 is what I just saw. I can't yeah. It probably, as soon as he touched the field for, like, live-action football, it probably went – it probably skyrocketed because you can't give it to him if he's not going to play and he missed, like, the first three weeks. Yeah, he's hardly played at all. Yeah. 
He did like die though. He sucks. Yeah. That I mean, that doesn't really change the fact that he like died. He almost died getting run over. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but he almost died and then played football again. Like that's pretty cool. That's bullshit. We've all almost died. We all almost die every fucking day. Also, that award's, like, so stupid, who even cares? Yeah. It's like, oh, we're really going to fucking suck dick over the comeback player of the year? They came back because they weren't there last year. Like, why don't you win a real award like MVP? Or Offensive Player of the Year or Defensive Player of the Year? Because all of those awards are just as meaningless. Then what are we talking about here if all the awards are meaningless? Who cares who wins them? Me, because Baker Mayfield should win Comeback Player of the Year. I was going to say the award will matter if Baker wins it. (laughs) Is he the second? I mean, at this point, whoever comes in second, you can basically say deserves to win that award this year. He was third behind Tua, which I don't understand how Tua was number one. He still played like 12 fucking games last year. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, you are like if you twist your fucking ankle, are you eligible to win comeback player of the year? <laughs> so I had a low ankle sprain. I missed two weeks, but I'm balling this year. <laughs> yeah, Tua had a hundred and five passer rating and thirty five hundred yards last year. Yeah. What are you coming back from? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know if he can even be eligible from the, for this award. Like, he had a very good season last year. Last year was the most. At one point, ever. was it in the MVP conversation last year, and now he's just going to win comeback player of the year. Legitimately, last year was the most games he's ever played. <laughs> that's whatever. <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying, dude. Nothing matters, nothing makes sense. Fucking, where's that fucking Hamas ad read? Yeah. Well, Speaking before we of, get to the last game, so. Packers, Raiders, I'm sure CBS. <laughs> it matters. Yeah. CBS is going to have Jordan Love probably as their fifth best quarterback <laughs> this year, this week instead of third. I love that we did not talk about the Dallas Niners game at all. Well, we talked about how bad the Cowboys are, so that's basically a summary of the game. Yeah, and Micah Parsons needs to shut the fuck up. He's so annoying. Like, he's just constantly running his mouth. Like, don't be wrong, he's a great player and all, but, like, dude, just shut the fuck up sometimes. <laughs> it's that's honestly how I feel about all the Steelers players. They constantly run their fucking mouths, and it's just like... Yeah, didn't he say, like, yeah, we're just as good as them? What kind yeah. of idiot would say that? What kind yeah. of idiot would say the Cowboys are just as good as an undefeated team? <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> Micah Parsons and someone on this podcast. <laughs> Niners right. are really good. Yeah, I mean, Niners are ridiculous. Oh, wait, hold on. We do, we do have to talk about this because the Packers-Raiders game is completely yeah. irrelevant. Two yeah. teams that no one gives a shit about. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on, like, where do you think Purdy stands in the quarterback tiers, rankings, like, whatever? Basing it off this year or just, like, quarterbacks in the league, like, complete talent level? 
Well, see, that's the thing. It's it has to be some combination of yeah. of eye test and production. Yeah, I mean, I would say I have him pretty high. Like, like overall, I'd say he's probably in the top ten. If you're going just this year, like production wise, and even when he played last year, like probably top five. Like he just hasn't lost. The only game he's lost, he didn't finish because he broke his elbow. Yeah, I'm curious. I would like to know who you have in your top ten right now. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I I don't know off the top of my head. I could try no, yeah. it. I'm not gonna ask you to do it right here, right now. I'm just yeah I'm just curious. Yeah, I mean, we, we we would probably count up, and I'd probably say a bunch of like 15 people in my top ten. But I mean, he has to be in there. Oh my God! The Steelers just reposted the Joey Porter pick. That throw could not have been worse. <laughs> what, what, do you, what about you? Where do you have Purdy? Well, I'm not sure if anyone remembers from the original podcast, but I've always been a Purdy guy. I've been on the Brock Purdy train since he was a sophomore in college at Iowa State. Um. What really pisses me off about the Brock Purdy discourse is going into his senior year, um, Iowa State was preseason ranked in the top 25. They had, you know, Brock Purdy, Brees Hall. They had a good team. And going into that year, Brock Purdy was a consensus, you know, at least day two pick, you know, round three or better. And then they come out and they are fucking awful. Absolutely terrible. They completely underachieve. He plays his worst season as a starter, falls to Mr. Irrelevant, and now all of a sudden people are acting like, who is this guy? He's like, I don't know, some guy had 45 fucking starts in college at a major Power 5 program. Like, what the fuck are we talking about here? We watched him for four years play against, you know, Baker, Kyler, um, Mahomes. Maybe not Mahomes. Maybe he might not have been a freshman when Mahomes was still around. But still, it's just like it's so annoying that people are just harping on the fact that he was Mr. Irrelevant just to try and create this narrative when, in fact, he was, you know, at worst, a third-round talent that just underperformed his senior year and that affected his draft stock. Like, so with all that being said, I agree. I would put it probably in the top ten. You can't. Like, I believe Nick Wright did say that the Seahawks are better than the 49ers because Brock Purdy is so bad. Jesus. Oh, well, him, his nose gets in the way of some of his uh, logics. He's a fucking moron. He said, I think the Seahawks will win that division because I trust Geno Smith significantly more than I trust Brock Purdy. Oh, that was preseason, wasn't it? Oh, I saw the clip like this past week. No, no, it was it was relative. It was after his primetime game when they played Thursday night. It was at least after that. Jesus, that's even worse. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just like it's really frustrating to see people, you know, discredit him and how well he's played. You know, he's got like a ridiculous passer rating, not throwing picks, whatever. Everyone's just like, oh, it's the team, it's Shanahan, blah blah. Like, all of those things can be true, and he can also be a good player. Because if it was Trey Lance, all anyone would be fucking talking about is how Trey Lance is the reason why 
there fucking steamrolling everybody and putting up 35 points a game. That's what really pisses me off. Like it was literally like if it was somebody that was taken third overall, like Trey Lance, or if it you know was still Garoppolo who they gave all that money to, and um, he was forced out of New England because of Brady. Like those guys got a ton of credit. It's fucking yeah. horseshit. Yeah, and he's balling. I mean, there's there's no other way to put it. Like he is he is throwing the ball well. He's putting it where it needs to be. He's taking care of it. Like. Other quarterbacks could be in this situation and not be whatever he is, 11 and 0 in the regular season and 2 and quote unquote 1 in the postseason. Ben Roethlisberger was better as a rookie. Very important note. Yeah, I think he's pretty good. <laughs> uh, do we have anything else? That's all the games. That matter? About the same. What? I said I think him and Purdy are about the same height. Um, we'll, we'll throw out a little college football real quick. Um, huge weekend ahead of us. Um, potential game of the year, Oregon at Washington at 3.30. I will be parked with a box of tissues huge bottle of lotion to watch that game. Hopefully future Steeler uh, Bo Nix and Oregon take it home, but I will say bet every cent you have on Washington minus three and uh, USC plus three. I don't understand. I mean, I get it. It's going to be cold and rainy in South Bend. But Notre Dame being favored by three points against USC is out-fucking-rageous. I will definitely be taking that one. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. And also, I'll throw a bonus bet in there. UNC minus three and a half at home against Miami. Free money. What a fucking ending to that game last week. The Miami game. That's literally all I need to see. And the fact that Drake May is really starting to play his ass off. He's turning the ball over too much early on, but um, he, he's back. Yeah, they, this is a good weekend in college football. That was definitely the best one by far, right? Uh, thus far. Penn State minus 41 and a half. Yeah, they play a good team. Drew Aller, people are already saying, is going to be the first overall pick next year. I don't see that yet, but we'll see. All right. That's college football. Anything else? Did you guys see Bryce Harper's home run tonight? The fir- I saw the first one. That was dude. at the three-run shot? Yeah, dude. That ball was absolutely murdered. Oh, yeah. He just fucking watched that thing sail for, like, ten seconds. Oh, my God. Trey Turner right now. I'm run, too. God. I'm all Phillies now. That. Oh, dude. Ben Ben. Yeah, well, the Orioles were in there for a, a quick second. Did they get swept? Oh, yeah. Big time. Dude. For love of God, somebody needs to trade for Kyle Pitts. 
Yeah, the Falcons did trade for Van Jefferson. It's not going to quarterback. Yeah, no, pretty useless trade both ways. All right, well, we'll be back next week to talk about week six.